www.d20radio.com. the other women who you said came to the shop? One of the witches gathered in the little coffee shop asked. Didn't they promise to stop this? We've lost too many sisters already, Zalia shot back. We can't rely on anyone else's help to get justice. It's time we stop letting these secret governments walk all over us. We're witches, children of the earth and sky. It's time we push back. But what can we do? Another questioned. We're not magi. I can barely move a pencil. Alone? You're right. But together, we can find these monsters and make them pay. Come, sisters. Join together in the circle. We can do this. The little coven of witches, even smaller now, went into the secret back room of the shop, standing together. Zalia Moondaughter held aloft a piece torn from the clothing of the deceased Inquisition stalker, bearing the golden cross of his order. The circle began to chant as one reciting the words of the spell Zalia had taught them all. The cloth ignited into flame, and Zalia gasped, throwing her head back as her eyes seemed to burn with the same fire. And she saw. I see them, sisters. I know. The temperature in the little room dropped, as if the shadow of death itself had passed over them. A skeletal hand burst through the hidden door to the room, followed by a dozen more grasping bony claws tearing the wall apart to force their way through eye sockets burning with cold blue flame the circle broke women running to escape their skeletal attackers but there was nowhere to go well well a cold oily voice hissed the skeletal monstrosities parting for a figure that looked nearly like a skeleton himself his pale skin clinging tightly to his bones, a nearly skeletal hand gripped around the head of a cane of bleached white bone. So this is what this city's occult community has to offer. Disappointing. But you did manage that little tracking spell at least. We're going to need that information for our own purposes. Dearest, another... Much more lively-looking man appeared out of the air, his brilliant, multi-hued, strobe-light eyes somehow mesmerizing and sickening at the same time. Don't worry, he told them, reaching his hand out towards them. This won't hurt. Much. He lied. Sometime later, the small skeletal army and their dark master left the shop 
the voice of the man with the psychedelic eyes imprinting itself into Zalia's brain matter. When you can think again, you might want to call that number they gave you. Give them our message. With that, he left, and he, the necromancer, and the skeletal army all vanished into the night. Man! Why are they so mean? They're so mean. Why? That's my question. Why? Leave these wishes alone. They're literally not Uh, doing anything. Seriously, they're not doing a thing in the city, and they're just being bullied. I mean, the head of their order is a freaking barista. How useful is that? Gosh dang it. So they didn't even get a chance to do anything. Nah. Ooh, a little easy on them. Uh, if this nah. is like a push to have us, like a way to try to get us to dislike these people, <laughs> I we already did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'd like you to know. Yeah, I mean, Voltaire already doesn't it. like them. <laughs> and he dislikes, he dislikes the prospect of having to fight them even more. <laughs> Fun. Well, I'm certainly not looking forward to that phone call. And we find our characters. I saw something in the water, and it was pulled underwater. So naturally, I um dived in, and uh, it was it was a child, uh, dragged under the waves. Yeah, but I was. You know, it didn't. You know. Pulled it up to shore and it was, it was alive. Two or three years old. And I wasn't, I'd just gotten it to the, to the beach when I don't know what it was. I, I couldn't see into the water. It was too murky and it was too gray and I got pulled under the water. Do you have any idea what happened to the baby? He's going to pour her, her drink out into the sink and fill it with water. And can I use my heroic ability? Yes, you can. I don't remember how this works. You can understand and exchange simple ideas. And she uh, just like sticks her fingers into the water. So she's asking what happened to the child. You get <laughs> an impression that you're right. So you look right and at Joan. Her eyes just kind of widen. Joan gets like a kind of confused look. Hello? She just kind of, like, keeps looking at Joan, but just takes her fingers out of the water and dumps it back in the sink and then goes around to the bar and gives herself another drink. (laughs) Um, Did you have a conversation with the water? She just looks at you, just kind of, like, analyzing you. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Anything interesting? Yeah, there was. So Joan does allow a little bit of a pause there before just... Is it something you would be willing to share with the class? Mm, I got to now. <laughs> I got to now. Huh? Everything, ne? I just wanted to be known that Amy is making a, an extremely strong case for for filming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't speak Portuguese. Uh, no, você não fala. É melhor assim, porque você é a criança que eu salvou. 
alguns anos atrás, mas eu não sei se você quer saber, saber, mas as just going off in Portuguese in order to contain a chuckle, Katie takes a swig and he gets up to leave the bar. <laughs> and he will be heading in a direction of Eliana and Voltaire, just saying. But we can let this keep going for a little bit longer. All right, so does she keep up the stream of Portuguese, or...? No, she probably just goes, I also probably want to know, but I don't know if I want to know what you I got the, the momento. Uh. <laughs> 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 I think... Uh... All right. Um, well, I don't quite know what that was, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's okay. It's just, what time is it? <laughs> um, Joan checks her phone. Uh, four, I think. Yeah, four in a bit. Oh, so early in the day for this. <laughs> She just kind of doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, uh, we can pick this up a bit later if you want. Mm. You, you, uh, so you don't, like, know what happened to your parents, right? I'm a bit confused. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> no. My... Godmother always told me that they left me, but not much else. Yeah. I just, I don't know what happened to them either. Just asking. I'm not being suspicious. I don't know things. Look somewhere else, God damn it. <laughs> Andy, Andy, you are so sus right now. Be, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Andy's so sus. Andy's so sus right so now. So sus. <laughs> Andy has no social skills. <laughs> More suspicious. I, mean, I don't know what happened to the either. <laughs> so, doesn't want to push, but she really wants to push. <laughs> so you just asked about my parents out of completely random curiosity. Y you asked about my parents too. Not an accusation. <laughs> that was a good point. Yeah. I know, but still. <laughs> your your uh, tone of voice is interesting there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Andy. <laughs> yeah. You're great, but I was raised among the Fae, the most skilled deceivers in the universe. I have done nothing to make me Andy have to roll a deception check. <laughs> and I have to say, your lying is bad even for a human. <laughs> uh, excellent. Mm -hmm. I, I have not lied yet. <laughs> No, and the Fae can't lie, but that's besides the point. 
there's apparently something that <laughs> is about me somehow that you're hiding. I'm not hiding. I'm just, I'm just processing. Okay. I'll give you some time, but I will ask again somewhere down the line. Yeah. Okay. I love how Jones, I will ask again, is something akin <laughs> to other people's, you will tell me. <laughs> I will I ask mean, again. To be and I will fair, it doesn't seem like Andy's that good at keeping secrets when asked directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Jones, <laughs> like, I'll go easy on you, but we know how this is, we both know how this is going to end. <laughs> with you telling me everything. All right, so what's happening over with Eliana and Voltaire? I'm trying to shift out of this extremely delighted headspace <laughs> I'm in to the opposite headspace. But Andy makes it difficult. Um, <laughs> is Voltaire's couch, is it facing the bar or is it facing away from the bar? Can it be facing away from the bar? Um, yeah, there's multiple couches in that area. Yes. Okay. Um, kind of right before she gets in within contact range of, of Voltaire, she stops for a second and hesitates, and then she walks forward, and she sort of leans over the back of the couch. Need a drink? <laughs> or want oh, to drink, I guess, is the question. More than I believe I have words to express, but I believe at this point... <laughs> At this point, this is the first time I've actually had I've actually had the ability to not go and get a drink in quite some time. Hmm. Um may I uh join you? And you're you're not drinking. Please, misery loves company, as they say. Eliana comes around to sit next to him, and I'm assuming there's like a little table or something to put drinks on. Hmm. Uh, and she sets the drink down. Is it's probably a stupid question to ask you how you're doing, huh? <laughs> well, let's just say I've been better, and I imagine I imagine you have something along the lines of the same answer. <laughs> I've I've certainly been better. Do you, I know we don't really do this, but uh, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> do I want to? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Should I? Probably. So where does that leave this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm my brain is still trying to figure out figure out how to talk coherently. Mm. But what? tell me. Sorry, go ahead. Have you ever done something? It can be a multitude of things or it can just be one thing that you have never been able to forgive yourself for. I mean, who who hasn't? <laughs> To some degree, I agree with you. But for people like us, that can take on a a multitude of different occasions. I haven't been a good person. 
I know that might come as a shock, but with everything that has happened as of late, I seem to be regrowing what most would deem a moral compass. And after, after a few hundred years of trying to bury it under every depravity this world has to offer, that can be a rather painful experience. What, um, why this sudden change? For the majority of my life, I believed that my father was some member high-up, secret-type member of the church. Then I am led to believe he is one of the fallen, those who lost the war in heaven. And that is how I justified working for the Order of St. Lucifer. Following in your father's footsteps. Like father, like son. But Eliana, I wasn't always... <laughs> I wasn't always the rebel without a cause. Yet again, I know. Shocking. Not so much. Eliana hmm. pulls his priest's ring out of her pocket. I assume uh, you weren't a rebel without a cause when you were a priest. <laughs> At least not this one. Oh, it is literal lifetimes away. But I can remember. I can remember like it was... Like it was last week. I had faith. And after what they did, people that I deemed my friends, I convinced myself there could be no God. And to have, to have that in the space of mere weeks shattered. I'm about as lost as I was before I found the order. What happened in these mere weeks to reintroduce the... I, I mean, it seemed pretty godless overall. Um, or at least my little taste of it has. Well, when you figure out your father is an actual angel from an actual heaven, oh. and you see miracles performed before your before your very eyes now don't misunderstand me i understand where fey magic comes from and that's not what i'm referring to i witnessed a man call fire from heaven that's true it seems the harder that i try to run away from the fact that there is a god the more he insists upon beating me over the head with it. Mm. But I can't imagine this has been the easiest, the easiest for you either. Um, um, well, no, but, um, I don't know. My, my journey isn't hundred hundreds of years of, 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 um, sort of doing whatever I want. And then suddenly God comes down and knocks on my door. So I imagine you're having a bit more of a time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> when I was talking with Mr. Johnson, I didn't lie. About what exactly? When, when you've lived the life that I have lived, 
and you're suddenly beaten over the head with the fact that God does exist. Hell doesn't look as as bad as it used to. It takes on takes on a fresh a fresh meaning. Makes sense. I mean the Do you wanna be, I guess, redeemed? If that's the right word. <laughs> it's been a minute since I went to church. <laughs> Eliana, I don't know if I can be. Mm -hmm. I have made it my life's work to dance among the corpses of my enemies and to make the Inquisition down to the very last man who bears a golden cross rue the day they ever took their vows. Well, I don't know that murdering a bunch of... Uh, of, of anyone is particularly sinless. I don't think you're... Exactly, killing God's frontline soldiers and hunting the Inquisition. But that's just a personal belief. And, I mean, you look like you've got a lot of life ahead of you. There's always time if you survive it. <laughs> it's the surviving that seems problematic. Mm. When you've antagonized an organization as long as I have, you, 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 you have a pretty good idea of what they're capable of and what lanes they'll go to. Is what we're trying to do even possible? <laughs> well, I mean, if we were invading the Holy City in Italy, no, it would be suicide. Are our chances good? No. Is it possible? I mean... It was about as possible as us going up against the Queen of the Spring Court. And by some miracle, that managed not to blow up in our face. We sort of had some reinforcements come in at the last moment. I don't know that we can always count on that. There are an upsettingly large number of players in this current game. Yes, and an, upsettingly, and an upsettingly large amount of players that... Don't seem to want to work together. That's always the problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Eliana, I do owe you an apology. What for? It's, uh... It may seem stupid, but... Before our last adventure, I tried to come back sooner. You, um... You what? I tried to come back, but... Where I was sent, the operation went south in a bad way. Oh, um... Eliana looks like she's having a significant amount of trouble processing this information. Um, and I don't, um... If you don't know... If you don't know what to say, that's alright, but just... Just know that I tried. I, I, I don't know what to do with that. Um, that information, I, um, you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't, um, I don't, I don't need you to, to try and make me, me feel better about that. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, forgive me for acting more out of selfish reasons than anything, but I, I didn't want you to think that I forgot about you. Well, um, 
I mean, I mean, I hoped you, hoped you didn't forget about me, but, um, I mean... Jonathan. Yes. When do you think would be okay. the appropriate time for Caden, at least to be walking towards this? Um, I think it's gone on a pretty decent length of time now. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I might give it, like, a hair more, but, like, know that within the next minute or so of this conversation as it goes in your time... If you're noticing, you'll probably hear Caden approaching, and you'll notice because it's with his cane. Of course, he'll mm-hmm. come in front in the next bit. Not right now. I don't. Um, you. Uh, when I when I say that that you that you don't need to look, I don't want to. I I don't I don't I've accepted that um that happened the way it happened, and and I don't I don't need you to uh try to try to make me feel feel better about it um. It's not, I mean, if, if, if you will, if you, I mean, obviously you don't have to have to say anything, but about it, but I, I, w- I would prefer that you be honest. Not that I'm accusing you of lying. I just, I don't, I don't, um, I, I'm just I, letting you know you do, you don't need to, uh, try, try and soften the blow or anything. Like I've been there, um, and, and, and it's, it's, been, it's been a while. So I've like, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Eliana, I meant I meant what I said when you left for the summer court. Which part of it? All of it. Okay. I mean, I mean, I I believed you mostly. Um, I mean, you're still here, so but you had work, obviously. So I don't um, I don't I don't know what I don't know what you want me to 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 do with with this information. I um I I don't know what you want me to do with this. Don't. I don't. I don't really. Forgive me. Forgive me. It's, it's women. It's women like you that I'd lose all semblance of social tact. Don't do that either. I'm sorry. Um, I need click, to... click, click of the cane. Eliana, all I'm, all I want to say is thank you. I what for? I I, I like I really I really. I really don't understand. I haven't, I haven't done anything. I don't, I, why? The, the clicking has stopped. I don't think Eliana's even noticed. I'm, I'm just thankful for the fact that you are you and you're a part, as much a part of my life as you can be. <laughs> and I'm, and I have a feeling that I'm digging myself into a bit of a hole, so. I mean, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. I, um, the, I, I don't know how to, um, I. Am I interrupting something? Um, I don't know. Ki- kind of. I don't, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need to, I'm gonna go outside for a second, if that's okay with everyone. I'm gonna, um, I'm just, I just need some air, I think. Um, I'll be, I'll be back. Eliana starts oh, walking away. Eliana, please be careful. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll be fine. Well, I'm not going far. I'm just standing outside the door. It's fine. Everyone's having a little breakdown today. Ooh, Pretty much. This is not the mm. breakdown I expected to be having, but here we are. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> After she leaves, Caden uh, speaks back towards Voltaire. Like, well, I'm sorry that I uh, interrupted whatever you were going through. <laughs> Well, it seems that went about as bad as it could go, so. I'm having just as much luck in that regard as you today. Mind if I join you? Please. 
Uh, is there a couch across from where he's sitting? Like, like that's facing? There can be now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's gonna, Caden is gonna maneuver his way to that couch. And just kind of just sit back and just be like, oh, certainly been an interesting, uh, 24 hours or so. My friend, I, I believe you have just uttered the understatement. Of the last century. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of fun when making understatements. There's a certain amount of uh, sarcastic tact that comes from pointing out the obvious in the right, exactly the wrong time. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Hmm. Well, not everyone does, but thank you. All right. We're going to go back to Eliana. Okay. As she steps outside the club. She steps outside the club. She op- she opens her purse and rummages around in it uh, for a second. And then she pulls out a box of cigarettes. And then she like looks angry. And then she throws it in the nearest trash can. And she's just sort of pacing up and down. The two guards watch her with expressions of not knowing how to respond to this. Okay. All right. <laughs> notices this and she's like, she's, she walks off a little bit farther. So they're not just like right there looking at her because this is going to end well. Look, oh yeah. I don't, it's fine. <laughs> You're having a character moment. It's good. Have your character. Do it. Get the character <laughs> moment. I'm having flashbacks. Okay. Flashbacks to what? The one time right, she stayed so, in the car. In episode so what two. does she do once she, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> what does she do once she's alone away from the big guys? I don't know. She's like rubbing her face. <laughs> Cause she's thinking and she's like I don't know, her hands are shaking. She's not aware of what's going on around her really. Um she's just walking. If she hits sort of like a good stopping place, she'll walk back, I guess. She's not moving too, too far. I don't know. Maybe she is a little bit. She's not making good choices. You know, this isn't the best of times to be walking around by yourself out here. Come on. Who is this? Eliana turns to see who that is. Uh, a, a Latina woman with dark, dark hair and in an all-black outfit. Do I know this person? You do not. Like, does she is she looking right at her? Yeah, she's just kind of leaning, like, kind of leaning against a wall. Is there something I can help you with? I was I was just walking by on my way to work and saw you out here. Just want to make sure you don't get in any trouble. I'm Girls got to stick together. I'm fine, thank you. Eliana starts walking again. You're one of Joan's friends, right? Eliana stops. Maybe. What's it to you? Uh, I'm I'm Julie. Or uh, Simone at work. Congratulations. Uh, well, Do you need something? I guess it was a little much to hope she'd mention me to her friends, but. I mean, I've known Joan for like a couple months here and we haven't spent a whole lot of time hanging out well a few months is longer than most friends i think we spend maybe maybe four weeks of that seeing each other on and off i don't know we're not like 
She's not talking about her feelings to me. What do you- what do you want? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm sort of... got a lot on my plate at the moment. Sorry, I can back off. Just... Uh, just, uh, the... Sorry. Initially, I just came by because I wanted to make sure that no one tried to mug you or anything um, while you were alone and vulnerable. And then when I realized you're probably one of Joan's friends from the look of you, I realized that you probably can handle yourself and then uh, just trying to make it slightly less weird that I came up to you by telling you who I was. <laughs> Sorry about that. Eliana's like glaring at her. <laughs> But it's less about Julie and more about what Julie's saying. <laughs> um, if if you think that you'll be fine on your own, then I can I can back off. That's. A... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Just a bit of a complicated question at the moment. I'm look. I'll stay closer to the club, and then you can. Go hang out with Joan or whatever. How does that sound? Alright, just... Take care of yourself. I'm doing my best. Alright, alright. Just puts her hands up and surrender. Turns back and heads towards Sanguine Desire. Eliana, like, puts her face in her hands like... (laughs) (laughs) So here's the million dollar question. Does she actually stay close to the club? Yes, but not quite as close as she should. Um, but yes, for the most part. I'm not looking to create conflict here. This is just what's happening. It just happens to be emotionally relevant. <laughs> and Simone, I don't want to say she she didn't help. Maybe she sort of, I don't know, she reminded Eliana that like, oh, hey, there's this whole thing happening. Julie doesn't even know, like, the whole story of that. She's just, um... I think Eliana just sort of yeah. assumes that she's with the with the vampire people. All black clothing. Huh? All black clothing. <laughs> hey, I'm a friend of Joan showing up near the nightclub. Like, hey, yeah, I just want to make sure you're good. And after <laughs> Stefan was like, like, I'm gonna call in my people, my, like, mortal people. My some mortals. Get some mortals. My employees. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Julie leaves Eliana alone. Cool. And, um, will we be able to do a bit of a time skip? Well, I wanted to have a, I wanted Kaden to have a small conversation with Voltaire if that's possible. Okay. All right. Well, I guess going back to Voltaire and Caden sitting up the couches, Caden kind of leans over and pours just a tiny bit more of bourbon into a glass and just kind of swishes it around. And after like a moment of silence, uh, Caden's just like, I'm sorry about the whole Morona Johnson thing. I had to paint it slightly nice when I explained what we were trying to do in order to make sure that you got inside at least. But I kind of anticipated that response and that was, uh, Probably not the most pleasant of experiences for you. Okay, then it wasn't the first time a man of faith has 
been revolted by the idea of having me inside his house. Well, I can imagine, but that also included all of the his questions to make sure that you were, uh, you know, kosher, I guess, in his mind. <laughs> and I, I guess I apologize for that, too. He, he definitely managed to bring some things to my attention that I haven't exactly thought very hard about. Sometimes it's just what men of faith do. They just have that way about them, you know? Most of the ones that I've met are, met are pompous, greedy ignoramuses who <laughs> care more about what's in the collection plates than they do about the souls of their congregation. Oh, yeah, and there's plenty of those out there. But then there's, you know, men like Morona. I mean, any man who can call fire from heaven... Has some, has some respect in my book. Amen to that. I hope I don't seem to be prying too much with this, but those things that Marona kind of brought to light and something you mentioned before as well about finding out your father was not fallen, which, which, which came in handy when explaining things, Marona. Pry away. <laughs> well, I'm only going to take a guess at this, but I have a feeling that you and I aren't really that different. Oh, really? Hmm, not in the ways you might expect, but yeah. And I guess one of those things is, if I may asked, is there something that you feel regret or guilt for? You seem to ex express some of that in Moroni's presence, but is something else weighing down on your shoulders? <laughs> well, the short answer is yes. <laughs> And the long answer, I assume, is incredibly long. It's a bit of a story. <laughs> I do like stories. Suffice it to say that there was a time when I was much, much younger, where I was dewy-eyed and full of dreams following what I believed to be a just cause. Kim just nods. And... The first woman that I ever felt it, felt anything for ended up losing her life because of things that I did. If Voltaire's paying attention, as he's saying that specifically, there seems to be a very pained expression start to come across. Oh, he notices. This isn't something that he tells just anyone. He he kind of chuckles a little morosely. <laughs> and he says, maybe, maybe you and I aren't all that different after all. <laughs> like I said. What was her name? Anna. 
Jamie. Marona and I had a chat down in his little basement, you know, while you all were planning our escape, we had a little talk. He, uh, this might, this probably doesn't come as any shock to you, but I was once part of the hounds of God. I mean, am I surprised? No. <laughs> very, very few people have such as unique abilities as you. <laughs> or as specific skill sets attached to said abilities. He asked me why I left. That's a complicated answer, and I, I could only say so much, even to him. In some ways, I guess it was my choice, but more it was the consequences of a choice that just led to my leave, rather than a choice itself to just leave. You could probably make a few guesses as to why, but... If you're still wondering, he just kind of gestures to his eyes and then like points to his ears as well. Getting something like this always comes at a price. And I doubt Morgan is one to make the price very easy. No. I was willing to pay it for a long time and still am in a way. But but the hardest price to pay in the end was Jamie. And for all that she brought to me and taught me about being a good person, all it took was trying to be a good person that got her there. I don't really consider myself a good person. Maybe that's why you and I get along. <laughs> Probably. Other people seem to beg to differ all the time, though. Rayanne's assured me a couple times of it. Elaine herself said it. Not that that means very much. That's that's complicated, I guess. But most people think that I'm not much better than not much better than the scum that occupies their local jail drain. <laughs> I can't say that I disagree with them, but and uh, I assume it's been like that for a long time. Well, working for those who I have worked for comes with certain stigmas. Ah, hmm. what changed? Was it purely just finding out about you? Father? Well, for the longest time, I believed myself to be the son of a fallen angel. Yeah, that probably does a number on things. Sort of following in my father's footsteps. Wreaking untold havoc among those who profess to follow mm -hmm. their god. And I guess among that, I managed to convince myself that... Maybe, maybe just God wasn't there. Maybe he never was. Hmm. But when you figure out that your father is an actual angel sent from actual 
heaven. It opens up some, <laughs> it, open, it opens up some interesting questions. Mm, yeah, that certainly would do it. Mm. This funny thing, like, some people are dealing with some, like, fairly relatable issues. <laughs> and then we've got, like, Voltaire, like, my father is a literal angel sent from literal God, and that <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I love it. That's great. That's a good point. Yep. Do you feel like you can be well, no, not that. Do you feel that you can, that you can change? My, we are asking the philosophical questions, aren't we? He just like puts his hands up a little bit, just like, well, this answer might determine how much I feel about how much I can change. <laughs> I would like to believe it's possible. Is that hope? That, fe- that feels like hope. <laughs> Call it what you will. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> Right now, that's about all I have. Some might think that hope is either the start or that's enough. I'm not in any position to argue for or against that in any way, considering the life I've led isn't the prettiest or nicest either. Things I had to do for Morgan in the past definitely, uh, will say, changed me. I, I believe I can understand where most others wouldn't. And I can agree with that. But for me, and and this is more what I told Morona, but and so I'll keep it simple. It wasn't so much that I stopped believing that there was a God. It was more losing faith in him and losing faith in his plan, you know. This the life that I suddenly was now living uh wasn't really cohesive to what he would want for me typically. And when I needed him most, uh he didn't seem to be there. So forgive me for my bitterness in that regard, but uh The lights were off, no one was home. Hmm. Kept on knocking at that door, but the echoes never brought anything back. Ken just shakes his head. And yet, and yet Morona said, Morona said that maybe this is what God always wanted for me, that, that, that it was his will for me to be here on this path. One, that's infuriating. But two, he seemed right. It's frustrating when that happens, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. Gone faithful and so accepted and humble of God's will. How do they do it? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I have a few things that I'm going to go over with St. Peter once I reach the Holy Gates. Mm, all right, I'll get in line behind you if we even get there. If valid point. <laughs> speaking speaking of, yeah. we might want to come up with some sort of some sort of plan before the Inquisition sends us there. That's probably a good idea. Perhaps maybe we should get 
everyone together to figure something out. We've kind of only been, all right, we need to go here. All right, we need to go there. Now we're here. Now what kind of situation? Maybe it's time to make a real plan. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I'll go rally the troops, as it was. <laughs> no. Hmm? Joan steps up to there right as you're about to leave. Mm-hmm. No. No to rallying the troops or no to making a plan? What kind of no are we talking about? We came here for a reason. Everyone's exhausted. Eliana had uh, ran past me a bit ago. I don't know what any of you said to put her in that mood, but... Voltaire's looking at his shoes. He is actively not making eye contact. Okay, so I know which of you did it. (laughs) No. Not surprised. The group is not in a state to come together and make a plan. The group needs some rest. I know Eliana definitely does. Or at least breathing space. Can I make the assumption that you are included in that? I can I can do whatever needs to be done. But right now, there are people who need rest. John, are you all right? I'm stable. Caden takes a moment to take that in. <sighs> all right. You two should probably get some rest, too. I'll be all right. I'm not too tired. Actually, I'm kind of awake and it bothers me. But Then get some food in you. When was the last time any of us ate? That is a good point. So I think when Joan got up from the bar and walked away, Andy went to go get her stuff from the car. Okay. Well, food does sound nice. I imagine we might be able to find some find some meat around here. Well, don't we have to just kind of ask? Oh, right. That is a thing. And Voltaire looks over it. Excuse, excuse me, tall, dark, and shirtless. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to grab his name's right there. I'm going to grab it in a sec. But if anyone wants to speed things up, anyone remember his name? Remuel. Like Ruel or something. Real or something Remuel. with an R. Remuel. Lemuel. Rem- Remuel. 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 Yeah. Remuel. Meal. I think I think maybe. <laughs> I don't Remuel? think this is faster. <laughs> this is worse. I think it's delaying the process. <sighs> okay, I think it was Remuel. Okay. Um, it is now. It is now. Um, he. Um, Voltaire doesn't remember people's names anyway. Nope. Nope. Never. So what did Voltaire say? Sorry. He's a, he's a excuse excuse me, tall, dark, and shirtless. State of fact. He turns to look at you. How hard how would we be able to get something to eat? Snaps his fingers twice, and two more Strigoi come out of the shadows. Our guests require sustenance. Have the mortals arrived? Yes, they are preparing now. Food will be prepared for you soon. Do you have any particular requests? I don't know about all you, but I could go for anything. Something that's preferably cooked. I could really go for a burger. Oh, dang it. Now everything just sounds good. They've got, no, a burger and pizza and fries. 
How are you not the size of a house? I have, do you know where I've been? I have been in the court of Avalon where they have all sorts of fancy high society stuff, but and fairy food and delight and whatnot. They have no burgers, no fries, and no pizza. <laughs> That's the real torture, Voltaire. I haven't had anything resembling fast food in three years. I want some fast food. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just puts up his hands. And he's just like, okay, okay, I'm getting on that train. <laughs> Well, in that case, if we're ordering specifics, I'll have a steak. Ariel nods and gestures at the other two to go away and vanish. Uh, I'm going to go see if uh, Andy wants anything in particular and if Eliana's in a state to talk about anything. Voltaire puts his head in his hands and just exhales. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that that sounds like a good plan. Before she leaves, like Caden tries to get a little closer to Joan, so he can kind of like whisper in the case Voltaire listening. Fanny's gonna just say, "Look, Joan, it's not good to keep everything inside. If you need it, you know that I'm here for you." You hear Joan whispers. At a register, so not a register. That's uh, a frequency. Yeah, that's the wrong <laughs> wrong word. Joan whispers too quietly for anyone who isn't either you or doesn't have their ear directly to her mouth mm-hmm. to hear, and just says, "I can't," and then walks over to Andy. Walks over to the outside. Andy's probably walking back. Oh, at this point. She walks towards the door, uh, sees Andy come in. I mean, is, like, Eliana still out there? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, like, far away from the building? Not really, no. She's just out of the range of it being awkward for the guards to... Like, she's not within five feet of the uh, door people, but um, she's she's right near the building, yeah. All right. She's going to... Yeah, she won't do anything. She's not that nosy. <laughs> <laughs> She's not like Kate or Joan or anyone else. It's like, so She's your problem, like, right? Someone who I'd like her to be at the moment, but that's fine. Um, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> She's not like someone who I'd like her to be at the moment, <laughs> but that's fine. She'll just go in. So Joan kind of like meets up with her in the hallway outside and, oh, they are, um, they're making us food. You can ask them for uh, specific things if you want. Uh, anything's fine. Anything. Yeah, whatever you guys are having. I ordered a burger, pizza, and fries, and Voltaire ordered a steak. So it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what else they bring out. I'm uh, going to see if Eliana wants anything. And he just nods walks past. She doesn't need to stay with Joan any longer. Doesn't need her to ask questions. <laughs> Joan comes out and finds Eliana. Hey, Ellie. Oh, um, hi, Joan. Uh, what's, uh, what's up? Uh, the vampires are making us food. Or, uh, the people that work for them are. Um, is there anything in particular you want? Um, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly feeling up to eating anything right now, but um, thank you. 
Are you um, sure it's been? But we haven't eaten anything. Had uh, good old beans and rice or whatever. Was it bread? I don't know what we ate in the tunnel. We had whatever. Yeah, we had I that. Don't, I don't. I don't count that. <laughs> I mean, it was substanceful food, so I don't. It's, okay, thank you. Well, I'm gonna eat later. Hopefully, it's fine. All right. Um, want to talk or want to be left alone? I don't know. Like I, I really don't know. Um, I don't. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, my internal state is is on the one hand, it's it's just easier, uh, for everyone not to say anything. But uh, on the other hand, um, my 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 current condition is is. Mm, impairing my functionality in in all of this so i don't i don't i also feel like I'm, i might explode i don't know where that's what to do about that i don't know if talking would, would help with that i don't i i don't sorry i don't know is, is the answer we don't need to apologize <laughs> well if you decide you want to talk i'll be inside I um, I may take you up on that. Thank you. Same goes for you. I mean, I've got a lot going on, but um, I mean, worrying about someone else's problems might be nice, actually. So if if you've got anything uh going on, I'm I'm here. Um, I'll think about it. Okay. Sounds sounds like a deal. And Joan walks back in. Cool. Well, aren't we just cheery yeah. raisins? Everything's great. Everything's of this mid-roll. I have no idea how it's going to turn out because my microphone is broken um, and I can't record it the way we usually do. So we're just going to hope and pray (laughs) that it sounds okay because the replacement cord doesn't get here until next week. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. This is a juicy one. If you are enjoying it, please consider telling a friend so you can sit in 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 the knowledge of of all the secrets you have and and just sort of lord it over them that's what i like to do with my friends if you hadn't noticed at this time we'd like to thank annalee cryer richard wyatt and shane ruman for being our wonderful generous beautiful fantabulous uh patrons if you would also like to be a fantabulous patron and you know help keep things rolling when stuff happens like microphones break go ahead on over to patreon.com slash the genesis archives and sign up for one of our fun tiers um my favorite one is the five dollar tier uh because you just get something random every month wheel of random content it's it's a good time and it's only five dollars a month you can also find us on Tumblr, YouTube, 
Facebook and Twitter if you would like to support us by talking about us. That's how we stay afloat. And we have a Discord server, and that, along with everything else, is linked in the description of this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. See you next week. So, a um, bit of a time skip, give them time to prepare the food. Mm-hmm. Yep. A back door opens in the club, and several, like, tables are rolled out with burgers, fries, steak, pizza, oh. fruit, salads, <laughs> just everything that was rec- that was specifically requested, and a lot more besides. So, we know what Joan and Voltaire dig into. What do Caden and Andy get into well Caden was originally on everything (laughs) Caden Caden was on the same train as Joan was at first but what else is there wait what has the most savory smell steak because he's a wolf yeah that's that's definitely steak there's probably like what's it called Kobe beef oh Um, shoot really okay (laughs) that's awesome they have any food I think Andy's gonna have a big plate of pizza and fruit Oh, nice. I like that combination. Um, I don't know. Is there anything Joan, more Joan southern? Joan is gonna take some of the fruit and mix herself a new drink with just just a just a little bit of alcohol in this one, mostly fruit juices. Uh, cool. Is there anything more southern? Would yes. What do you want? Re- requested <laughs> it. Well, because we I didn't request because he was he's literally was up for anything. I was just wondering if like. It'd be like on their idea, like, oh yeah, we'll like have like ribs or like. like oh, uh, ribs would definitely be on there. Okay, ribs or pulled pork or. Oh, I love pulled pork. pork. I don't think that would be on their like list of um, things to think of. Right, that's my that's my point. Like like burgers, fry, uh, burgers, fries, and pizza wouldn't have been on there either if Joan hadn't requested them specifically. Fair enough. He's going for the ribs. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna go for the ribs. There'll be a steak and some ribs, and if there's any type of like potato of some kind. Can we skip this just for like this sorry. whole? We need food. We eat food. I'm suffering. So we all fit it. Just like I can't. I can't they handle eat. it. No. <laughs> and they enjoyed it. <laughs> they enjoyed it very well. Can we roll for how much enjoyment? No. Well, you just decide <laughs> that, Aaron. You make I'm a character kidding. decision. I'm kidding. Eliana <laughs> probably comes in at the very end quietly and gets some salad. So after everyone has eaten dinner, the dinner tables are rolled back and the dessert table is rolled out. Oh my gosh. What? Oh my gosh. And for your for your sanity, I will not go into <laughs> Thank else. you. Bless you, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> you know when you're watching than, anime and it's beautiful the food, you want to eat it? Is this is what like I'm all shines and everything. Oh. She's the most beautiful yeah. thing you've ever seen. I, I do have to do a tiny bit. I just there's pizza, uh, there's there's uh, ice cream, there's pie, and cobblers, like and this. other things. Not like this. pastries. For your sake, that's as far as uh, I'll go. Elena doesn't eat the desserts. Caden goes for cobbler. That's it. Julie is one of the people bring, who brings out the dessert. Hey. Hey. 
when Joan sees her, they see each other kind of at the same time. And Julie smiles and Joan like goes up and hugs her. Who is Julie? She is is the pre-established character. Sorry. Yeah, no, but you are aware of her if you don't remember. Oh, is she the one from the first episode? It's Simone. Simone. Ah, okay. Cool. She's Joan's ex- Stripper girlfriend. Wasn't I she thought she was waitress? a bartender. Yeah, she, she was like a waitress. No. That was, oh, was she still? up to no. interpretation. All of, all of this is... Oh, no, no, no. Of, Xander's statement can be inferred from <laughs> subtext and mannerisms. What was stated Fair is that she enough. works there right. and she used to be roommates nope, or something with Joan. did specifically mention being a dancer. That's yeah, true. Okay. I had forgotten. I, I had did forgotten. not pick up on that. I thought she was a bartender like Joan. Nope. Um, though I do have to say, in keeping with this place's um, way of doing things, all of the servers that we have had have been uh, scantily dressed. Nice. And, you know, it's a classy environment. Eliana's Aiden has, like, Aiden has a this is a family show. I need to decide <laughs> when. Okay. I'm not okay. going into details about the Scantily is enough. That that's pretty good as as it is. I Eliana's. I don't know if she might just be too in her own head to be uncomfortable, but it's just <laughs> not. She does not look comfortable in this space. Nice. Andy um, doesn't care. Yeah. So Kate uh, doesn't notice. Joan is blind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You didn't see a pic. Slipping. Nope. Slipping. Saw nothing. You you got us. <laughs> Um, so Joan and Julie hug and, um, Julie's like, I thought I told you not to visit me at work. And then she pulls back. It's like, what did you do with your hair? <laughs> I did my best. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Eliana doesn't say that. Oh, um, I spent a few years in fairyland and it grew really long and I had to cut it off. Oh, all right, later, I'm getting my stuff and we're giving you an actual haircut. Um, okay. What, did you forget? Before I worked here, I used to actually cut hair. Had a semi-normal job. This place pays better, though. <laughs> <laughs> they both laugh at that. No, okay, dude, you- I want to hear two laughs at the same time, Jonathan. <laughs> How dare you claim to be GM if you don't do all the characters' voices? At the same time. As they at should the be same done. Time. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you, you enjoy the dessert. I'm going to see if I can get them to send somebody to my apartment to grab my things. Thanks, Julie. Remember where we are. Sorry. Thanks, Simone. And uh, Julie slash Simone goes out that back door again. Joan digs into a Marion Berry pie. All right. So how long do our characters stay here? Good question. Want to party? Huh. Well, I'm assuming since rest was, you know, requested yeah. at I least a night. I don't know how much longer than that. That'll have to be decided by the group. Long enough for Voltaire to send someone to his place to pick up a few weapons. I'd still say at least like a night. Like as in like get to the morning. I don't know, like a full Yeah, at least mm-hmm. at least a night. The rest of the day and then a night. Not the yeah. equivalent of a night, an actual night. Yeah. All right. Maybe a little bit longer than that, so everyone including Andy gets to sleep 
uh, after Andy spends some time partying. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, everyone eats the uh, well, not everyone eats the dessert, but um, the dessert is eaten and then taken away. I assume everyone eats the dessert. Eliana doesn't eat it. Eliana. Oh. Well, <laughs> and then everyone is shown to the guest rooms and then given essentially free reign of the place to sleep or to party as they wish <clears throat> as it draws near to opening time. And yeah, I think Joan's scene is going to happen while Andy and anyone else who wants to is partying. Just Andy, probably, I'm guessing, from... Probably. Caden is not. I won't speak for everyone, but Caden is not. does not. I don't think Eliana is partying, but she's... I think she's in the general vicinity of partying. Maybe in, like, the VIP lounge? Yeah. Sort of sitting off to the side. Andy is very, very, very much partying. Nice. Yes. Partying with the vamp crowd. I love it. She <laughs> does enjoy it. She got so dressed up, she's gotta do it, whether she wants exactly. to or not. The outfit compels her. <laughs> All right. So down in the catacombs of sorts, beneath Sanguine Desire, Simone takes Joan off to a restroom, stealing a chair as they go, and gets to work cutting Joan's hair. Joan's new haircut is a little different than it was last campaign in that the sides are much shorter, shaven fairly close to the head. Not like actually shaven, but there's a distinct line between the top of her hair and the sides. Mm -hmm. Her hair is done up forward, stylized to almost look like flames. Joan has her eyes closed for most of this. Just kind of thinking and telling Simone how she wants it done. And then in the mirror? That's a lot of trust. Yeah. And then when Simone finishes, Joan at first still doesn't open her eyes. So what do you think? Joan takes a breath and then opens her eyes. And she sees her hair again. Not the hair of Morgan Le Fay's adopted daughter. And her eyes widen, kind of like looks up into the light for a bit. And looking into the light makes her cat-like pupils expand to human width. And then she looks back at her reflection as her eyes adjust for just a moment. She looks like herself again with her hair and her eyes and then the eyes adjust back to the regular light back into slits and Joan just breaks curls over onto herself and starts sobbing as everything that she's been holding in for three years of Avalon of being made into Morgan's pet again not being able to show a single moment of weakness of having only one person that she could even remotely trust the blood waters break and she just cries and cries and Julie comes in and holds her while Caden and Voltaire sleep in the other room and Andy and others party upstairs. Joan just she cries and cries until finally there's no more tears left to cry. She finally passes out and 
Julie picks her up and carries her to a bed. <laughs> I want to give this kid a hug. So freaking bad. She's not even that old. Kind of sad. I know. She's like, what? How old is she? She's like nineteen. She's in her twenty. She's twenty-one. She's twenty-one at this point. We know. Tell she's older than that. She was twenty-one last campaign, right? What? So she give her a hug bar. anyway. Oh, that's true. Well, she can't be a bartender at nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very shady bar. <sighs> and. Skipping ahead. How far ahead? To a few hours before the group plans to leave. When do we plan to leave? Noon. I don't know. Okay, that sounds uh, good. I guess we can specify that in next session, maybe. Yeah. But okay. sounds yeah. good. I uh, got last bit for for those for those of you who can't see this. Jonathan has a rather nefarious look on his face. Very different from the look he had on his face about two minutes ago when it was a complete lovely. It's kind of making me nervous. I feel feel lovely, Jonathan. Don't do this. (laughs) This is a good cathartic moment. I feel kind of betrayed. Joan is double-checking her things in one of those now-empty side booths. The club is closed again at this point. And Julie had been uh, a few hours before called in to speak with Stefan, her boss. And um, everyone else is busy elsewhere doing other things, also preparing. Julie steps in and she's swaying slightly. Joan turns to Julie and is like, oh, Julie, um, or sorry, Simone at work. Um, I just wanted to thank you for um, I really needed to uh uh, I, I think I guess I needed that. It's all right. Julie's voice is kind of dreamy, like she's only half there. Always happy to help. She takes like a big sniff. Do you smell that? Something smells so good. And Julie steps closer to Joan as. Sounds in her ears. And a smell that she doesn't recognize so good comes with that sound. What's going on? Julie's eyes flash red as they fixate on a vein visible on Joan's throat. And I have Joan make a vigilance check here. I do not like I'm not happy, John. This is against the rules. I'm not happy, John. Not Not happy. happy. Oh, frick. I don't know what that means. That was a good oh, frick. I don't. I'm gonna gonna take a wild guess and say despair. It's a vigilance check. I'm gonna say it's good. No, it's not a despair. Is it a good? Is it a freaking double triumph? Just for no reason? Is it a double despair? No, it's just that Joan, I guess, is too preoccupied to, as she fails the check. Wow. A flip. Was she in short wait, range wait, of... Wait, wait, What happened? Anyone else in the group. We're all off somewhere else, Jonathan said. 
So well, no one's going to make Aiden does have very good senses. So maybe he could. <laughs> would this be a vigilance check for myself? Yeah. To know that something's happening. Yeah, it would be harder for you, though, because you're further away. Understood. Um, shoot. Okay. Well, here's the That's thing. Two yellow, one green, and two blue dye. I would also like to say if it's helpful. So, like you said, everyone's off busy making preparations. What mm-hmm. possible preparations would there be for Eliana to make? So she could be um, nearby. True, she could be. What are? Uh, how's her mental state? Um. I don't. <laughs> That's the <crazy laughs> point. Yeah. I don't... Not all the preparations being made are physical ones. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. She's. I mean, it... before they go do stuff, she needs to talk to Voltaire, and she's trying mm-hmm. to figure out what she's gonna say. But if big sound starts happening nearby, she's gonna. She's yeah. gonna notice. No, no big sounds have happened yet. I know that. That's what I'm saying is I'm pre-establishing this so we don't have to flip a story back or something later. Now, I don't know how to argue this kind of thing, but when it comes to Joan and her safety after having specifically the job of trying to protect her, is there a possible extra brood die we could add just from that? (laughs) He's, that's his job. That's just that he's got Joan protective instincts. Pretty much. (laughs) That's just part of the deal now. Give give him one advantage. Fair enough. You know what? I'll take it. That's fine. His spidey senses are tingling. (laughs) Pretty much. Joan's in danger. We don't know yet if they're tingling. We just know that. Find out. Is there a tingle? Is there a tingle? All right. Julie walks up. And gets real close to Joan, and Joan's like, "Oh, what?" Uh, and Ju- uh, Julie kisses her neck. Oh, uh, I thought I thought we were uh, done with that. Mm. And Caden smells the hunger. He hears heart a heart pumping. And another heart pumping rapidly. And with that rapid heartbeat, a vast hunger. He's bolting in the direction he assumes this in as, as fast as he possibly could. What's his athletics? Uh, two and three. So two ranks, three run. Or conversely, because he's got one round here basically to act, there's another way you can move much faster. Oh. Oh boy. Why do I have the sudden feeling that we're about to piss off an entire clan of vampires? They started it. That's the thing. He doesn't know the situation. He hasn't done anything yet. What's he doing? He hasn't. He has two choices. Run. Well, I guess he could do nothing, but based on what I know of Caden, he has two choices. Run in human form or turn into a wolf and sprint. Which is he doing? He's running human. (gasps) All right. He's running human. He doesn't know what's happening. Point? Sure, we haven't done that yet this session. Why not? <laughs> One story point. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Caden tears open the curtains right as Julie lifts her head and fangs pop out of her mouth. Can I make a coercion check to stop her or would I have to do an act to 
like 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 you physically. Know, she opens her mouth, fangs, head is coming down. He's making a guess and he's jutting his cane to put itself in between Joan and where the fangs apparently are happening. Oh he my hears gosh. a he's just gonna point his like try to stop the forward trajectory with his cane. Alright, that's that'd be melee. Alright. Um that is two and three again. All right, and this is versus her now, athletics. Yeah, flip. Uh, Sorry, what is your melee again? Uh, two and three, so two mm. yellow and green. Mm. The the Also, the cane is not in blade form. It's purely just the cane itself. You want to spend a story point? Yes. Do it. Yes. Flipping it back. I hate you. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Julie, the newly made vampire neophyte, Sinks her fangs into Joan's unsuspecting neck. Hayden's <laughs> blow is too late and instead smacks Julie in the face, tearing the fangs out and throwing the vampire aside or vampire neophyte aside, catches herself on all fours and hisses at you. <laughs> is this enough sound? Yeah, you hear a smack of wood and then a hiss. And Joan crying out in pain. Oh, we're running. We're friggin' running. Voltaire wouldn't be far behind. Julie gets another sniff and her eyes turn red again. Just stares straight at the blood coming out of Joan's throat as she tries to cover it with her hand. Just eyes wide. And Julie makes another jump for her. (laughs) Cadence is now going to try to pull Joan out of the way. All right. So Joan right now, after taking that hit. Mm Mm-hmm. Has just received five wounds. Jeez. Luckily, you hit her before her fangs could go so deep to, well, before she could start drinking, really. Right. But yeah, Joan's got blood all over the place, and Julie is in a literally bloodthirsty rage. Or frenzy, not rage. Bloodthirsty frenzy. Frenzy. All right, sorry, what does Caden do again? Uh, He's trying to pull Joan out of the way. All right, Bach will put himself in. All right, that would be athletics. Uh, two, two, and three again. Versus Julie's athletics. I don't like that. Mm. That's not fun. Story point, yay or nay? Yes. Flipping it back. I hate you. <laughs> I will say that with every single time I act like this. I don't like it. All right. You yank Joan back just in time to get fangs slashed across your own arm. You're going to take six wounds minus soak, but you snatch Joan away. And that is when Eliana comes in. Just throws aside this curtain, takes this in. You see Julie, eyes red, fangs out, blood all over her face, and Joan clutching her neck, still in shock. I suggest it is time for us to go. Does Eliana do anything? Oh, boy. Um... Brick. Pull, she pulls out her gun and she fires to the side of Julie. Not at Julie. All right. That oh, frick. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. Julie, brilliant. <laughs> Julie, like, recoils from the incredibly loud noise in her now much more sensitive ears. Oh. <laughs> I, can I don't know that. that. The fangs vanish into her mouth and her eyes turn normal again. What? What? Don't move. What? 
just stares at her hands, Joan's blood on them. I was... Uh, uh, Stefan... Stefan called me into his office in... Caden, uh, uh, do you got this? I'll take it. What did I do? Caden, do you have the situation under control? <laughs> well, you certainly helped. But in truth, what we first need to do is make sure that we take care of Joan's wound. We can't risk this happening again. Eliana doesn't say anything, but she runs over to where Joan is and tries to, like, put, like, she's got one hand on Caden's arm and she's got the other hand on, on Joan's face. And she's like, let me see it, Joan. Joan's just staring. Okay. Um, okay. We're going to do a, a, a healing thing. All right. Fey magic. Uh, two yellow and one green. Nice. You got another rank. Two, three, four. All right. You heal four of her wounds. Is that enough to be getting on with? Yes. The scent of pine momentarily overpowers the smell of blood, and the wound closes shut, mostly. There's still, like, a scar showing the bite marks as they were torn out. So there's two, like, a pair of scars there. But the wounds are closed, and there's no more blood flowing, and Joan kind of... Are you okay? Uh, Julie? Um, Joan, I... I I don't... Kaden, I don't know. I, do you I have didn't a handle mean to. the situation? Because I gotta get to Stefan's office before anybody else does. Joan looks at Julie, and then at the blood. I can handle it. Okay. Her eyes go, f- like, incredibly thin slits. Almost snarls. I'm going with you. Wait, Joan says that? Wait, J- Joan? Okay. Daliana. No, you're not. You're staying here with Caden. There's silver light, almost like silver steam, starting to come from her eyes. I want to speak to Stefan. You can speak to Stefan, but I'm going to speak to him first, Okay. Eliana puts her hands on either side of Joan's face, and she looks her in the eye, and she says, I'm going to take care of this, okay? I need you to trust me. And I would like to use Eliana's heroic ability, which... Ooh, yes! Yes! I'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> so I realize this is a little bit more narrative than mechanical in nature. Um, So this is, I guess, technically a charm check. Mm-hmm. Um, I put this again... Joan's discipline, though. Yeah. So, this is against Joan's rage. Yeah. So while this ability is active, after rolling the dice for a check using charm, but before resolving the results, you may remove one difficulty die of your choice from the pool. We can remove one setback die of our choice also. Or we can remove one challenge die instead of one difficulty die. What's your charm? My charm is good. My charm is uh, four yellow and one green. All right. That versus three red. And two black die due to the situation. Cool. We can remove one of those after we roll this. Nice. <laughs> what? 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 Um, okay. So what do you... So both black dies rolled a failure. So okay. you can remove one of those. I would like to. And um, the red dies, one rolled two threats, one rolled a failure and a threat, and one rolled a failure and a threat. So you can either remove two threats or a failure and a threat. Um, Which is better to do. Like, what's well, the, what's the rest the one, of the results? I think you'd like to succeed. I would like to succeed, thing. yeah. So probably the... F- 
failure uh, threat? You're seeding either way. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to remove the failure and a threat. All right. Oh, wait, I'm succeeding either way. I want to remove the two threats. Okay. What am I doing? <laughs> All right, you succeed with three triumphs. What? Are you kidding me? What on earth? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I believe this is the first time in history that there has been a three triumph roll. With this no. level of character, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. the okay. fuck? Right. Level character. Fair enough. Um, so I it, mean, as- Joan and Caden both heal too strain, if that matters to anybody. I don't- <laughs> uh, he was fine. So Joan, as Eliana like stares into her eyes and says that Joan's pupils dilate a bit, get wider again. Not to full human size, but not the pinprick thinness they were. And the weird silver energy pouring out of them fades. She turns to look at Julie, just sad. Give him hell. Eliana just nods and then turns and walks briskly to Stefan's office before anyone with guns can arrive on the scene. And Joan um, goes over to Julie. And Joan is going to weave a little bit of an enchantment. It's just a shimmer of silver light around her hand and then around Julie as a blanket of calmness and peace goes over Julie, smothering the hunger. Caden can smell that leaving, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And Joan comes in and hugs Julie. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Over to Eliana. Boy, she's um, going to knock on the door. Apparently Volterra is doing jack all. I mean, Volterra thought- arrives. You said Volterra arrives right as Eliana, like you see Eliana leaving and Joan doing the spell on Julie. Uh, Voltaire's probably going to tail Eliana. <laughs> Eliana knocks on the door of Stefan's office. You may enter. Eliana does. And Stefan is lounging in a very comfortable-looking chair the sort of knowing smile on his face. What brings you to my office? I think you bring me to your office. Oh? I don't know what this is exactly, but it sure looks like you have broken the laws of hospitality. We are due huh. recompense. He looks at his nails. How so? A servant of your household attacked one of your guests. Really? Which one? Does it matter? Color me curious. Simone. Ah, well that explains it. Simone is freshly turned today. It's hardly my fault if she is unable to control her urges so soon after she has been given the gift. She is a servant of your household and you are accountable for her actions. It's an accident. Yet you are accountable. We are still owed some kind of recompense for this. I have done nothing to violate the letter of the law. Okay, in my... Me and mine have made no deliberate action to harm you or yours. Somehow I don't believe that. Why did you call Simone in here? As a reward for her service, she was turned. Why did you choose now? She had served faithfully for long enough by this point. You have people vulnerable to attack living as guests in your house at this time, which is not 
not that big when we're considering the hunger of someone freshly turned, and you knew that when you decided to turn her. This is negligence at best, and that is deliberate enough. I can provide a wear guild for any losses you've suffered. What is that mean? Wear guild is a fancy old term for blood money. It's money that uh, a wear guild is money that you pay someone of a lord if one of their vassals or servants has died due to something you have done as a way of repaying the debt, you pay a certain amount of money depending on how high ranked that servant was. That's fair. Hmm. Man, I really want to do something to him. I'm trying to think what I could do without getting wrecked. Um, I don't know if you would notice, but Voltaire Voltaire is listening to this conversation. Is Voltaire just listening? If he's if he's reading the vibes that if he's reading the vibes that Eliana's given off, she's given off very strong all handle it vibes. But I'd I'd say at this I'd say at this point, he's been listening at the door. At this point he would enter the room. <laughs> Aware Guild is the least you can do in this situation, I think. And what what is it that you would demand for recompense? Excellent question. Hmm. Eliana turns to Voltaire. She says, Is there anything in particular we need? Hmm. Well, seems as the word of the vampire lord means so little as to attack one in his own house. I have attacked no one. You, we have covered this, Stefan. Need we get into the semantics? He smiles, which coming from him in this moment is almost more of a almost more bearing his fangs than it is an actual smile. Semantics are everything. Now, Stefan, seeing as we are due recompense, I believe that there are those among your clan who would jump at the opportunity to assist in avenging their fallen brethren. I'm not asking you to send them, order them to their deaths. I'm merely asking you to allow them the opportunity for vengeance. I might be able to spare one of my clan. You and I both know <laughs> that feelings run deep among those who live long. I'm sure there is at least four that would happily rip into the faithful. Oh, tell me, does the little witch yet live? Eliana doesn't make that noise. She's cooler than I am. <laughs> Voltaire doesn't know. I think he's talking about Joan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does Voltaire not know that Joan's alive? Well... Here, here's what happened. He came, looked, saw Eliana, and was just like, this is handled, this is not, let's go. <laughs> okay, um, why do you care? Well. And how it, did you know? If she does yet live, then I believe she would take a particular interest in rescuing this particular member of my clan. I think she'd also take a particular interest in beheading you, so I would recommend being a little generous. This is not a threat, this is just the reality. My dear friend, you do realize who this little witch belongs to. Eliana makes a face. Ooh. His, Ooh. Eyes, his eyes grow cold, the red like frozen blood. And you 
have no idea who I am. You and your squabbles with the Inquisition are the reason several of my children are dead. Or worse, turned into one of their pets. Nephilim. My sire is far older than thou. He taught me all about your kind. I am here living as I do because I choose to. I could be a terror beyond you. And then he slides back and the rage just vanishes and he's the slimy club owner again. Stefan, I can honestly sympathize with your loss. Give us the guild, release Julie from your service, and promise never to come into contact with her again, and we will stop our demands there. I can promise that I will not reach out to her, but I cannot promise she will not return to me. Leave her what will she has. All right. Well, I will be sad to see her go. May take Simone. I'm sure she will be of assistance to you. That's not really the point. Eliana walks out of the office. Voltaire is hot on your heels. <laughs> I guess we go back to where Caden and Joan are. Julie. Yeah. So after the smell of the hunger had like dissipated and Joan was hugging, Caden had been in an incredibly tense, defensive posture and was like ready to go. But once he senses that the hunger is gone, he slowly relaxes to where he's just kind of standing off to the side, guarding, waiting. And yeah, while you guys are in there, Julie is now the one curled up crying as Joan holds her. Julie just over and over again just keeps saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jen just hushes her and just, it's all right. It wasn't your fault. I think it would be best if we got out of here as soon as possible. Stefan? There's not a lot we can do to hurt Stefan. I think he's, I'm not going to say that, but um, Julie is as free as she can manage to be. He's not going to contact her again. She can leave if she wants to. And she's got a, a lot of money to work with. We can't hurt <clears throat> Joan as as much as I know he would like to. As much as I would like to, there's nothing we can do at this point. Thank you. You're right. There's nothing we can do now. I promise someday he's going to burn. Do you know where Julie lives? Yeah. Okay. Um, we need to get her back there. Um, right. we probably shouldn't leave her by herself. I don't, uh, I think Stefan sent his message. I don't, I don't think we're going to have any more problems before we decide to head out of here. It's all and that. You had to say it. Of course. Because of dramatic irony. Gosh. <laughs> that is when... Eliana gets a call. Well, I was talking about the vampires specifically, but okay. I know, but that doesn't matter. Dramatic iron. She picks it up. It's, it's, it's the, it's the university. Um. They're going for college. I'm sorry, and, who is this? Uh, name, name, I have a name. I have a 
I know, it's extremely alarmed. Can Caden hear that? Yeah. It's, uh, moon, 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 moon daughter. It's, uh, Zalia. Are you all right? Uh, What's going on? They, we, the coven got together. We cast a spell. These men came. Lines. Like, they're going. They're the two men. They're going after the Inquisition. The Inquisition are going for the university. It's fire. They're going. They're going to burn it. What? It's burning. Now? It's. It's burning. Okay, um, do you, do you need, do you need any help? Do you need me to, like, call somebody, or? The line goes dead. Okay, um. And that is where we're going to end. you to think that I forgot about you. Well, um, I mean, I mean, I hoped you, hoped you didn't forget about me, but, um, I mean, thanks, Brandy. I'm trying to do a scene. <laughs> I'm trying to process emotions. I don't need you rattling. <laughs>